0: Hey, what's going on everybody? It's Brendan with Evoke Bike, back with episode seven of Cat 4 Questions. This is actually just one question, but it's pretty in-depth, so here we go. Start the timer, trying to keep these 15 minutes or less. Um, This one might get a little verbose, but I want to give you the full overview, and there are some things that depend on kind of where you're at in your endurance life, of how long you've been doing this sport, or running, or whatever. So the question comes in, hey Brendan, I've got a question for your cat four series. This guy's actually not a cat four, but I, and it's not really a cat four question, it's a good one. Not the other ones aren't, this is just isn't very basic. I've actually never had a coach through the off season because I've historically been burnt out by the end of the season, and I stopped using one before the actual off season. There really is no off season, we'll talk about that. So my question is, how do you approach the off season after your last block of the season? Do you take two weeks completely off the bike and lifting before starting over with lots of endurance rides and lifting again i took too long off a few years ago like five to six weeks and i lost so much fitness i don't want to do that again but i figured it might be necessary to lose a bit to rebuild and make new gains thanks exclamation point great question this has a lot in here and so when we look at it i don't call it the off season because a ton of gains are made in the off season and i always thought the off season just meant you go like mess around for october november december and then like january 1st here i come well if you're starting on january 1st guess what you don't really have enough time to properly go through a base and a build and getting ready for races when i was up north and races, like the, the big A race, Baton kill, was in April. You're behind the eight ball. Is behind the eight ball good or bad? You're not in a good spot, whatever the saying is. But now that I live in the southeast, people are racing in February. You want to have the creative juices flowing of what your next year is going to look like because you really need to start the work in October. Um, I don't take two full weeks off. Um, even though I ride a ton, you really only need to do two weeks off if you like did a grand tour. If you did you know, insane training, I ride a lot, but I, I rest a lot. Um, so that's sort of the old school thought. I don't really think two weeks off is necessary, but if you're going to take two weeks off and go skiing or do some other type of endurance activity... Um, That's fine. I just don't take two weeks off and drink beer and eat chicken wings and like get fat and just be stupid. It's a waste of time. It doesn't help you at all. I've done that. It it really doesn't help you. Um, So also do before starting over with lots of endurance rides and lifting again, base miles and I, I should actually go back and read the article that I wrote about this. Base miles are super important. It's endurance, 75% FTP, max at like 80-85%, you're cruising, you're chatting, but that's not all you want to be doing. Um, You still, you know, you're doing your gym work, but you still can get in some tempo, sweet spot, dose throughout the week. Sometimes people only ride endurance for a really, really long time. That's super old school. I used to kind of do that. I don't think it's really the most benefit and bang for your buck. The other side, though, I would not be Zwift racing twice a week in November. Um, it's going to be really hard to be sharp. You might make it till May or June, but later in the summer, it's tough to carry that all the way through. And I think you really need to look at like the training density, how intense you're going, how often, more so than just... CTL, ATL, TSB that everybody loves to be obsessed with. That's a good blog. I think that's still one of my best blogs. Uh, why being obsessed with CTL can ruin your race season. Um, five to six weeks is too much. You'll lose a ton. And so here's... this. Uh, the reason I want to post this one is because I actually just emailed all my athletes and said, 2021 planning overview. Um, people that have been with me for a while know I love to plan. The new athletes are like, dude, 2021. Like I'm barely getting into the off season. And then we've had these conversations. I kind of dropped the seeds of what we're doing so people know like where their ship is going. If you're kind of just like blindly going down the uh, ocean, whatever, it's harder to, to really stay motivated. So, you know, I said, hey, 2020 is not totally dusted. Why are we gonna start thinking about 2021? If you wanna be doing B priority races even in February, you're probably gonna start this training in about six weeks. Now, you might have an A race in April, but if you're Bobby Joe and you're going to your first race in February, guess what? Guess how you don't want to start the season off? You don't wanna go in and just get your clock cleaned and have the doors blown off. It feels horrible. You're gonna really question all of the training that you've done. And you want to go and be able to race. You want to go and be able to practice your tactics. You want to go pin the number on and and be able to animate a little bit. You don't have to be peaking. You might not even be planning an A-race peak. If you're a Cat 3 and you're trying to get a ton of points, you might be saying, hey, I'm better off being 95% at all these races than trying to peak for one race and going in kind of tired of the other ones. Totally fine and valid. Um... So that's why you need to start getting these like your roadmap and set and start thinking, get the juices flowing. Um, So we call it the power phase. It's about 16 weeks um, plus four more weeks of like speed work, which is five months before you start racing. So here's what we'll lay out. We do linear progression lifting. I lift during the race season now. I always used to lift in the off season. And then after a month or two when I'd stop lifting... I just be, I wouldn't be able to have that like monstrous turning over the pedals. I think that lifting helps you not only with, you know, everyone says sprinting and really hard efforts. Dude, FTP work, high torque work. Um, you want to go do a five by five VO2 max, and when things get like really grisly at three minutes and thirty seconds, and you got to bang out this last ninety seconds, and you can like mentally just start churning a gear. That's strength work. That's not riding a bicycle. That's the stronger you are, the more watts you will put out. I'm convinced. um, I know the literature is divided, but I can give you a ton of athletes that are like, dude, I miss it when I start skipping the gym. And it's tough. It's tough to do it all year because we love riding bikes. Um... You'd rather be outside than inside, but going inside will help you be stronger outside, I'm telling you. So if we start the foundation in October, you know, do B and C races in February. If you live up north, slide that out a little bit more. If you live up north and you have snow, you also need to be thinking more like, how long can I ride a trainer for? There's going to be a lot of indoor riding. Um, so again, race ready does not mean that you're peaking with you know the idea of absolutely shredding, it means towing the line and being ready to be competitive. There's a big difference, and you want to just tow the line to be competitive because you want to make it through the whole season. You still want to be able to race in September if you want. You gravel stuff is into the fall. Um, so if we break it down into four groups a foundation, a build, what I'm going to call a raise, or you know, I don't know there's a ton of different words you could use, and then early races is the fourth stage foundation. Eight weeks for most athletes. If you are very new, most times you know they'll say, "Oh, some people might need 12 weeks." The people that need 12 weeks probably aren't even training yet. They're just getting into cycling and just starting to ride. Um, but in those eight weeks, you know, extensive aerobic, like long stuff, 45-minute efforts, hour efforts. You know, it's not FTP work. You're doing tempo, long, the, the, the long. 45, 60 minutes are long tempo. Base miles on the weekend. Um, you can do some stuff just below FTP, but you don't even really need to be getting into that. Your focus is the gym. So let's say October, November, gym, two to three. I've been there three times a week. I'd rather be lifting than riding at that point. Um, and I use the weekends to ride. Have your long rides then. In the week, I really focus on the gym. I think you can do some tempo stuff during the week. And now... Eight weeks of tempo sounds super boring. Spice it up. Do some cadence work. Do some high torque work. Um, do one zwift raise every other week, like to stay like hungry competitively. When you build, you know, you're gonna do the intensive aerobic, that's FTP work. You can do Sweet Spot. You know, I'm not a huge Sweet Spot fan. Um, I do have people do it, especially newer athletes before they hit the FTP stuff. It's almost filler. But once you're doing 60 minutes of it, and I know there's recommendations that are longer, be able to do 90 minutes of it. Um, Other people say even longer than that. I think you're really ready. You're aerobically fit. You're ready to move on to FTP work. Um, I know there's going to be the argument that it's the most bang for my buck physiologically. Uh, Yeah, but if you want to go race, it's not sweet spot. It's not sweet spot still doing gym two to three times a week um then at that point you're gonna start hitting some points where you can't add on more, add on any more watts or duration so just like any other time of the season when it's time to shift out of ftp stuff go do a vo2 max block that's going to help you raise your aerobic ceiling plus now you're getting those efforts in they're going to be like a bike race Um, i'm much more of a fan of the classic three to eight minute intervals I don't care if you do five minutes one week, six minutes the next week, three the next week. I change them up a lot. Um, Do hard starts where you're kind of like over gearing it. You're, you know, higher watts and then fading a little bit. Similar to a bike race where you have to chase after an attack, follow a move, um, try to bridge to a break. You know, you're not bridging to a break at X average watts for five minutes. You're jamming the gas and holding on for dear life. So you get there as fast as possible. So remember... (laughs) Always think of like, what are you preparing for? What's the race? What's the goal? Um, and then you're getting into more specific, you could Zwift race at this point in time, you know, do two VO2 max workouts. And if it's in January, do a one Zwift race on the weekend and then like do a three hour ride on Zwift. Or if you can get outside, um, come visit us in Tennessee or Florida. We'll show you some good roads. Um, gym heavy, still I would say you can you can keep your heavy gains with one heavy lift every two weeks, which is what I think is going to be more applicable for a lot of people during the race season. I've been lifting with three days between a race, so if I lifted heavy on Tuesday and had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, race Saturday, I was cool. Two days, I still feel a little fatigue. Um, I think the benefits are huge, and so I'm gonna try and stay heavy throughout. That was really gonna be my experiment this year, but there weren't too many races that I went to. But I did stay heavy all, um, almost before every race. I think before Tonga, I was getting tired, and I only did one lift before. Again, this is gonna be athlete dependent. Um, and then you know you're getting into like racing, speed work, go back to the threshold, and really then it's getting like super specific to you and to the races and to the goals and where you're going from there. So the last thing that I'll mention is like things to things that you should do in the checklist. So we're almost at 15 minutes here, um, obviously, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Is it beneficial to double down on your strengths a little bit? Or do you really need to work on your weaknesses, because if that if, if they come up, you're gonna there's no chance for you winning in a race. Um, Said differently, my watts per kilogram power profile, let's say, I'm not a great sprinter. I'm not going to win a pack sprint. I have an okay shot, though, if it's coming down to like eight to 10 guys at the end. I more will double down on getting better at VO2 max stuff or making sure I can rip a really long threshold effort. So maybe I can get away 30 minutes before the finish. For me to invest the time in upping my sprint game, I'm just not a sprinter, but I can still win a sprint. See the difference? Like if you have no sprint, then you better be able to time trial at the front or you're never going to win. So that person needs to work on sprinting. I wouldn't double down on your strength. Obviously, top three events and what is your goal at the event? Or, hey, I'm trying to upgrade. So now map out where the race is going to be um, you want to have some bigger races that have a lot of people, so you can have that chance to score, you know, ten points in one race or in Omnium or there's not a ton of stage races, right, for lower categories. So maybe that's not as applicable. But like GMSR is a huge race up north; you can get a ton of points up there. Um, think about what intervals do you like doing and what do you hate doing and assess those with your strengths and weaknesses. So you can just be like, okay, you know what? I hate doing these, but I got to do them because this is how I'm going to get better to win this race. Um, start thinking about what day you'll be lifting. You know, you're going to want to experiment with like, how does lifting affect your riding? Some people can lift the same day. I can actually lift and then ride, but if I lift and try to ride the next day, it's worse. It's really weird. And I haven't figured that out yet, but, uh, I did a yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know the science behind that. And I don't think many people do yet. Um, and then I think that leaves you with a lot to think about. But you really want to start thinking about 2021. Um, plan it. There's no reason not to. You'll only set yourself up to be in a better position to have success and hit your goals. You know, this is this is the time to do it. Um, if you have questions, hit me up, Brendan at Evoke Bike. Obviously, we've got all those blogs out there, Evoke Bike slash blog. Hit us up. Please like the video and subscribe to the channel. But most importantly, share it with one person. Jack, thanks for the question. Fifteen minutes on the dot. See ya.